Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cheat on me with my best friend? I'll wreck your career and publicly humiliate both of you. Shathid and Sarah have been like family to my wife and I for several years, practically ever since we moved in across the street from them. The four of us were extremely tight. Our kids are the same age as theirs and are all good friends. We were one big family unit. We did dinner together a few times a week. We went on vacations together. I truly saw Shathid as a brother and my wife and Sarah were very close too. Five months ago, I was completely blindsided by the discovery of an affair between my wife and Shathid. My wife had left her email open on our computer and I saw an email from her to her longtime therapist saying that Shathid would be joining her at an upcoming session again. Uh, what the frick? My mind started racing. Why in the world would Shathid be going to her therapy sessions without my knowledge? I did a search and found some other emails to and from the therapist proving that Shathid had been going to sessions together with her for about six weeks. I checked our mobile phone account and discovered that since late summer, they've been exchanging hundreds of texts every day, peaking at nearly 500 per day by the holidays. Speaking of the holidays, my wife and I hosted both of our families, parents, siblings, etc., for both Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. And Shathid and Sarah joined us either for dinner or after dinner on both holidays. Text records show that the entire time that they were at our house celebrating with our families, my wife and Shathid were texting each other across the room. They were doing that pretty much every time the four of us hung out for months. And, you know, all day, every day, just in general. But what bothers me the most is that they were doing it with Sarah and I right there. I confronted my wife with the evidence and she admitted that, yes, she and Shathid had fallen in love. It just happened. I don't know how, but I love him and I just don't feel anything for you anymore. I'm sorry. They'd gone on a school district trip together. Something had happened in her hotel room and things had moved quickly from there. She explained as I lay face down on the couch, unable to look at her, that they'd already made plans to move out and divorce me and Sarah. And while they didn't plan to move in together immediately because of the kids, they'd probably do so eventually. The meetings with the therapist were supposedly mostly for the purpose of finding a way to break this to me and Sarah as gently as possible because they were so very concerned for our well-being. Sarah and I are fairly certain that they weren't planning on telling us about the affair at all and were simply going to discover their feelings for one another several months down the line after they come up with some other reason to divorce the two of us. Yeah, I have to agree here. That seems way more likely. I can't believe what she's saying. Oh, we were so concerned for your guys' health and well-being that we weren't going to tell you about the brutal affair we were having in front of your eyes. My wife moved out two months ago i was and still am utterly destroyed i cry every day i cried right in the first few paragraphs of this story just now i worry non-stop about the impact on our kids but i'm also not exactly a shrinking violet when i feel that i've been wronged and in this case i was objectively very very wronged so a couple of years ago shathid ran for a board of education seat as a pretty extreme underdog i helped him with his campaign materials and debate prep and my wife a well-known school district employee this becomes important later got the word out as best she could could 
Much to our surprise, he actually won in a squeaker by just a few dozen votes. Being on the board became the center of Shathid's world. He joined every committee that he could. This turned into the foundation of his affair with my wife, as they were constantly going to school events and meetings together on evenings and weekends. Once I discovered the affair, my thoughts turned pretty quickly to revenge, and it occurred to me that an extramarital affair between a member of the Board of Education and an employee of the school district was at least bad politics, and it possibly violated district policy. Making things far worse for them was that my wife was in the running for an open administrative position, and everyone knew that she was more or less guaranteed the job and the major pay raise that came with it. She just finished her master's degree in school administration at the urging of her principal and the superintendent so that she could be promoted to this specific position. I had plenty of evidence of the affair. Text from both of them admitting to it, text records showing that they were texting hundreds of times a day, emails to and from the therapist, etc. I considered simply emailing all of the evidence to the board and the superintendent, but felt like I, as the grieving, betrayed spouse, might not be seen as a credible source. So instead, I invented a fictitious, furious friend who was planning on showing up to the next board meeting and publicly shaming the two of them for their affair. I told my wife that I'd tried to talk this person down, but couldn't guarantee that they wouldn't show up and humiliate them publicly. As I expected, this led Shathir to conclude that the only option was for him to preemptively admit the affair to the board. The superintendent subsequently recommended that Shathid resign, which he did. Sarah said that he was utterly humiliated and crushed and barely got out of bed for a few days afterwards. Once word of the affair and Shathid's resignation started getting around, the superintendent, a longtime friend of both my wife and Shathid, contacted my wife and tearfully informed her that it was no longer politically appropriate for her to be promoted to an administrative position within the district. The position that had been lined up for her was later filled by an outside candidate. This sent waves of confusion and rumor throughout the district as it was pretty well known that my wife was getting the job. The day after she was informed that she wasn't getting the promotion, my wife and I, despite our crumbling marriage, took our son out to breakfast together on his birthday and her parents stopped by our table to congratulate her on her new role. She said thanks, then excused herself to go cry in the bathroom for a while. I let the dust settle for a couple of weeks and then right before my wife moved out, let them in on my little secret. There was never a furious friend threatening to expose them in the first place. Just me. Word of all of this had gone around our fairly small town, which Shathid grew up in and my wife has worked in for nearly 20 years. My wife refuses to talk to me about how things are at work now, but I've heard from some people I know in the district that her formerly spotless reputation has taken a major hit. Shathid, formerly a gregarious social presence in our neighborhood and at events and pubs in town, has completely gone underground and barely emerges to mow his lawn. He's moving out soon to a trashy little townhouse, which is all he can afford due to all the child support he's going to have to pay his wife. My wife and Shathid claim that they plan on trying to make things work together, despite all the public humiliation. I wish them lots of luck with that. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun to show their faces together in town. And there we go. That is the conclusion of the post. But before we get into some analysis and commentary, Opie has actually answered a couple of questions. First of all, are you and Sarah a thing now? You should totally be a thing. That would be awesome. No, we're friends. We've been incredibly important to each other since this all started and have certainly gotten a lot closer, but not in the way everyone's thinking. This would all be so much harder to deal with if I didn't have her to lean on and she says she feels the same way about me. We're going through basically the exact same situation with the same players, after all. Shathid hasn't moved out yet. Once he does, we plan to go back to getting the kids together more often like they're used to. It'll never be the same, of course. She already does come over with the kids from time to time, but it's just tough with Shathid's constant presence across the street. Next question. Didn't your revenge hurt both sets of kids? 
Well, not really. Shafid has a day job. The board of education was his hobby and his passion, but this didn't affect his income at all. And my wife has been assured that if she wants to pursue an administrative position with another district, she'll have glowing letters of recommendation from her superintendent and principal. It'll mean giving up a lot of work relationships in the process, but given the hit her reputation has taken, I'm guessing she makes that jump sooner rather than later. In the meantime, not moving to an administrative job means that she still has summers off with the kids. Third question, why do you call her your wife instead of your former wife? Well, we're working our way through divorce mediation, but it isn't final yet. We'll be soon. And then the final question, why didn't you notice all of the texting your wife was doing? Well, I did. It was really starting to annoy me. It was excessive. She has a big social circle and does tend to text a lot anyway, but it was really getting over the top. At one point in November, I asked her to agree to a no phones at the dinner table rule, which she agreed to reluctantly, but would then pout through dinner and eventually she just started using her phone during dinner again. All that said, I was blind. Not only was the texting getting weird, but her relationship with Shathid was starting to make me uncomfortable. Sarah noticed it too and agreed. We actually confronted them a couple of times about it directly and they both swore up and down that it was just school stuff they were talking about, nothing else was going on and for whatever reason, we believed them probably because the mind tends to refuse to see things that it doesn't want to see. Now, incredibly, the post I've just read there was posted over four years ago on Reddit on r slash pro revenge. However, just a few days ago, OP posted an update. That's right, an update on a pro revenge story that's over four years old. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it before, but stay tuned because that is coming up. Now, as for this initial story on its own, my thoughts are this. First of all, how exceptionally sad. These two are just disgusting. I mean, look, cheating is one thing, right? And we can all agree that's a pretty bad thing to do but cheating in front of your partners together in the same room like messaging and texting when your wife and your husband respectively are there is actually nuts how can you how can you with any sort of conscience do that i have no idea like i'm not gonna lie i struggle to understand how people cheat in the first place unless they're in a really like dark place mentally to be honest with you or they just feel like they have no other option i mean genuinely i've never done it and i don't see myself ever doing it maybe that's a naive thing to say i don't know But this is one step further, doing it knowing that your partner is in the same room as you. It's unbelievable. And then as I mentioned during that story, because I just simply had to mention it at that point, the fact that you've said, oh no, we were trying to work out how to tell you, but we knew it would really hurt you. So we just didn't tell you. Like, is that not the most dumb logic you've ever heard in your life? For me, it's gotta be. As for your revenge OP, I've gotta say, genius. Making them self-destruct themselves is great because it just means that you didn't have to do anything. Like they did it for you. Lovely stuff. Anyway, with that being said, let's get on to this update four years later, just literally a few days ago at the time of recording. Now, before we get into our next story, I have a very special announcement for you. After an insane amount of demand from you guys, I'm delighted to say that I've released some limited edition Not Today Karen merch. Picture this, you're out and about in the streets and a wild Karen appears and starts confronting you. What do you do? Well, normally you have to talk to a witch like this. However, get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it, laugh and walk away how easy is that the link is down in the description if you like what you see go ahead check the stuff out i think they'd make a great christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself as always it's official stuff from the very best supplier so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel with that being said let's carry on 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, where to start? It's been a bizarre few years, especially with COVID thrown in the mix, which I somehow still have never caught, despite my kids getting it twice each. Thankfully, just mild cases. Well, at the time that I posted the original story, I was obviously a wreck things actually got significantly darker for a while after that. My ex decided to start bringing Shathid around our kids just a few months after she moved out, which was really hard for me to deal with. I'd never really dealt with serious depression before, but things got bad enough that my doctor more or less forced me to start on an antidepressant because I admitted to him that I was thinking about suicide pretty frequently. I think this is where I should mention trigger warning for the rest of this paragraph. I actually had a very specific plan and everything I needed to do it. The one thing that gave me any kind of relief was telling myself that if life got any more unbearable, I had a way out. So yeah, it got bad, but I'm still here. And thankfully, I don't think about that option anymore. I reluctantly decided to dip my toe into the online dating world. And after a number of short-term things that didn't pan out, I actually connected with someone. We'll have been together for two years next month. She is absolutely amazing. We don't live together, and for the time being, we're both good with seeing each other a few times a week. Would I love to see her more? Yep. Am I ready to live with someone again and go all Brady Bunch with our respective kids? I'm not sure. For the time being, we have a lot of fun together, and that's more than good enough for me. As far as things stand with my ex and Shathid, they're still together. But there seems to be trouble in paradise, because my kids report that they almost never see him anymore. My kids don't like him at all, and they just avoid him when he's around, according to my older one. When all of this started, she'd seem confident that they'd be living together pretty soon, but they still don't. And as far as I know, there are no plans in the works for it. They did buy a boat together, which I find hilarious for some reason. It just seems like the classic affair couple thing to do. Sarah took a long time to accept that her marriage was truly over. But once she did, she really did an admirable job of moving on. She engrossed herself in home improvement projects. She remains the same incredible mum that she's always been. And she's been in a FWB type relationship, which is all she wants right now, with a nice funny guy for almost two years. We hang out here and there, especially when my pool is open in the summer. We aren't nearly as dependent on each other as we were in the beginning, but we're still close friends. And no, still nothing more than that, which I'm glad about, because the one thing this situation definitely never needed was more drama. My ex left the school district she was working for and took a job in a neighboring district. I've no idea what Shathid is up to, nor do I care. I hardly ever see him except at the occasional school event. For a while there, I was worried that he'd look at me the wrong way and I'd wind up in jail for knocking him out in an elementary school cafeteria or something. But I just don't care enough about him anymore for that to be a concern. So all in all, life is pretty okay right now. I do miss being a family. I still have nightmares about all of this stuff and deal with intrusive thoughts at times. I fall asleep to audiobooks now to keep those thoughts at bay. Otherwise, I still struggle to sleep sometimes. But my girlfriend is amazing. I have an incredibly supportive family. I just officiated my sister's wedding a couple of months ago. And I have a big dog who needs lots of walks. And that's a huge help for me on so many levels. And if you're lucky enough to be watching on YouTube, here is your dog tax. Look at that cute little dog. I mean, to be fair, it's actually quite a sizable dog. Very cute nonetheless. And if you're not on YouTube and you want to come and see the dog, 
Link is down in the description. So there we go. I tell you what, I really enjoy that update because it's very rare that we get an update like that, especially so long after the actual event takes place. And I love the honesty of it as well because you see some of these stories and then people are like, oh yeah, now I feel great again. But let's be honest, like going through that sort of an event that would change your life so much for the worst at first anyway, is going to have such a lasting impact. I love the honesty of OP saying it actually got worse before it got better and they went to a really, really dark place. And even now, four years later, they still have to listen to audiobooks to help them sleep at night because, you know, it makes sense. You wouldn't expect someone to be like, oh yeah, now I'm amazing. Best I've ever felt. Ideally, they'd be in that spot, but it just seems a bit unlikely to me that someone would be like, oh, I'm so much better now. Just the few months, years, whatever afterwards. Yeah, love the honesty. I mean, look, I'm not saying eventually that OP won't get to that spot and I really hope he does and Sarah does as well. And it seems like you've moved on to a significant level, but yeah, you'd still be deeply hurt by this, I'm sure, for a good amount of time afterwards. And it's nice to see someone actually admit that. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. Probably the longest in terms of time difference between an original post and an update I've ever covered. I mean, to be fair, that initial post was made, created on Reddit before I even started making videos, right? That would have been 2018 and i started the year after 2019 so yeah nuts really enjoyed it hope you did too if you did drop a like subscribe follow whatever platform you're on and i'll see you all tomorrow with a brand new episode even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.